0: This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that is desperately searching for the address of Baylor's grave so they can dance all over it. Uh, they finally got the death penalty they deserve. And I'm Joe Public, uh, joined by Rain Man. And Rain Man, I want to know what year you predict Texas or OU will win their first conference championship in football in the SEC.
1: 2025 it won't
0: be because that's the first
1: year that they're in the sec but it will be because nick saban will be over the hill and lincoln riley will step
0: into his shoes oh boy bullish on the sooners uh capper on the other end of the podcast i know you have some thoughts many thoughts on this matter and i'm curious what year you think texas or ou will win their first commerce championship
2: 2031 (laughs) i love that (laughs) A decade at earliest.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, this is real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd, like a slap dick you are, man. Dude, everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit cause you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch
2: We will ban
1: your bookies, wife.
0: Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. We are on Instagram and Twitch at BYBW Podcast. Uh, we will be under a new game, a new name soon. We are going to be changing uh, our branding just slightly. Uh, I, I believe Rain Man, you're the official spokesperson for the pod, so you should probably cover this.
1: Absolutely. We've been inspired by the events of this week with Texas and OU leaving the Big 12 for something better. The SEC, it means more. We'll be leaving our previous brand to something really, really exciting. And you know what? It might be a little bit challenging moving forward, but everything worth doing is hard. So rebrand coming soon. It just means more.
0: Just like straight up, we like BYBW, but we don't like that no one's going to wear a sweatshirt that says bang your bookie's wife. We asked a lot of people and no one has a willingness to wear that in public regretfully. Um, 10 out of 10 dentists said no. And just like, uh, the, just like, uh, the Texas longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners, we were all about that fucking money. Uh, so we are out, yeah, just rolling on to new things. Uh, and of course, like, uh, we're, we're excited to talk about the SEC, but we're mostly excited about college football season. We're excited to bring back the King of the Hill. We're going to bring back our cameos. Uh, we might be throwing up some Pokemon Unite on the Twitch stream, uh, but don't call Chris Hansen, friend of the pod, uh, also a former cameo. So we got a lot of exciting things on the docket. Um, but I think that really it, this is around the time when it feels like college football is about to start. But this news feels like college football's this is college football's here. We're going to be talking about this nonstop for the next week, one, eight eight months. Yeah. I mean, like uh, I know in the past, Capper, uh, you're, of course, the person who had all the sources that was the first person to point us to point Urban Meyer to the Texas Longhorns. So what insider rumblings are you hearing about this move?
2: Well, I was the first to say that, but also <laughs> the last to say Texas to the SEC because never in a million years did I see it. They've been working behind the scenes six months um, in cahoots with their bitter Red River rival, Oklahoma, to pull off just one of the greatest secessions in the history of college football.
1: Uh, and, one of the greatest
0: successions in the history of the world. Better in- P-
2: Perhaps.
0: Hopefully more successful. But still not better than the show Succession itself, which is just super. Uh, both seasons. Oh, just can't wait for season three. Season after season. But at SEC Football Succession, we can't argue this all day. Uh, I, I do think uh, what one of the things that is the most jarring is, of course, yeah, the way it happened, the way it was kept under wraps, um, which goes to show that, like, uh, a lot of uh, college football reporters are bad. Um so
2: <laughs> sleeping <like>, sleeping their <laughs> minds are in a covid fog.
0: Like everyone's I guess like in fairness all of Texas A&M who had a very vested interest in this was also left in the dark, which is uh, you know, delicious.
2: <laughs> for for some parties, me included. I'm part of that party. Yeah, uh, I, and I love so, to see it.
1: So the next question comes which other dominoes will fall here? And it could go one of two ways. One is the SEC is just sort of is going to be leaps and bounds ahead of every other conference. as the most dominant college football conference. Or well, there might be some other dominoes to fall in the next week or two, such as West Virginia joining the ACC, maybe Notre Dame getting off their independence premium and joining the ACC as well. Other than that, that conference seems locked. Does the Big Ten make any moves? Does the Pac make any moves? Who picks up the Big 12 scraps?
0: Well it's I think it's super interesting. One uh, Oklahoma state's like president put out like a nasty statement about Oklahoma. They're Fucking mascot is the Sooners. This is their whole deal, lady. How did you not see this fucking coming? <laughs> it's un- it's unbelievable. Uh, like, of course they left them behind because Oklahoma State is like a borderline accredited fucking school. And like, to its credit, it exists for sports, similar to Texas Tech. So they they're probably gonna have value somewhere. Um, but as of yet, they're going th- to the pack. You think it's the pack? Yeah.
1: Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, rumored to go to the pack. Chance, Iowa State and Kansas joins the Big Ten, though I don't think that that makes the Big Ten a better conference. So if I were them, I would hold Pat if those were my two options.
0: Well, I mean, like, so Texas, of course, I think all of us believe that Texas will be, and OU will be playing in the SEC sooner than 2025. They need four schools to leave, I believe, in order to make that happen. I, I think the Big 12 at this point, I, I don't see a world where they try to become essentially a glorified AAC. And I guess some say you're like, oh, well, maybe they can try to poach Houston and SMU and UTSA. But it's like, ultimately, you're going to be making a lot less money than you used to, which means you aren't doing great. Um, <laughs> I guess it's similar to the Big East brand in basketball in a sense. Uh, so I don't see a way back for them. I do think it, it's going to fall apart.
1: Yeah, I think the more likely scenario is that you see the next three or four programs, such as your TCU, uh, TCU's, your Texas Tech's, your Oklahoma State's, find landing spots, and then the other five have to join, you know, mid-major conferences or something new.
0: Yeah. Big 12 has gone. I usually never retouch on something I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, but I would like to reiterate, it would be great if, if Baylor just ends up not being able to find, if no one takes Baylor into their conference, that would be a wonder if it would be the first good thing college sports has done beyond the NIL, uh, in, in, so, in so long, uh, because yeah, that, that program should be in ashes. It shouldn't, it shouldn't exist.
2: I'm pretty excited for A&M to get the Willy Wonka. no stop, don't go, from the SEC when they threaten to leave.
0: I mean, <laughs> they're, they're all in line, though. They, they decided, I think they sort of, they started their deal where they were reaching out to Texas legislators and then over the court, for, they went from that in 48 hours to we're happy for Texas to follow in our footsteps and, uh, yeah, basically, like, on their knees begging the SEC to, like, okay, wait, we're joking, we're fine, we're, we're happy. It was a weird
1: The SEC vote is on Thursday. What do you guys think the vote will be?
2: 1301.
0: You think they're going to abstain?
2: I think that I'm I'm
1: yeah, going 140. 140. I think 140 cuz Aggies are cowards.
0: No, I think <laughs> That's
2: certainly true. No, it's
0: 140 to save face so that they can't if they ever voted against it it would always be like well why are you scared of Texas? Why are you scared exactly
2: right? Well and well they already know we already know that though that's why they won't vote
0: and And I guess like that sort of goes I hope back, they don't vote It sort of goes back to what we, we you touched on capper that I said that I thought was interesting which do you you, you said 2031 do you genuinely think that's like the early, you think that's the first year you think it's going to be pretty tough for them to get their legs under them?
2: Uh, well, it, it kind of all depends on how they end up structuring this thing um, and if they end up adding more teams, which is potential rumor out there. But you've got just a really difficult road for, some, for both teams, really, as of right now especially, um, with Alabama still the king of the conference. Florida's in a really good spot with Mullen, though, he might end up leaving for the NFL sooner than later. okay, yeah, but, but um, can I but pause right there on you? But has been really really good and they've never been able to do it. Like look how good George's been every single year and they can't get over the hump in the SEC. But um, Alabama doesn't, doesn't matter win every who year. they're playing. That's exactly right. They Alabama hasn't won the West every single year. And if you year.
1: put Oklahoma and Florida on a neutral field the last 3 years, do you really think Florida wins all 3? I think Oklahoma goes 2 and 1.
2: Uh, I think they do, but I think one interesting part of this is going to be, um, you know, oh, you leaving for way less green pastures here, and Lincoln Riley looking at the greenest pastures, which is the NFL, which has courted him for the last couple years, um, you know, does he start to think that, hey, you know, my name will never be hotter than it is right now, is it my time to jump to the NFL, I'm going to lose Spencer Rattler next year, um, we're going to be joining the toughest conference in college football is there an opportunity out there where I can make that leap you know I think a lot of people think he'd have success in the NFL. I mean Yeah. I looked up it's not like Cliff Kingsbury was a world beater at, at Texas Tech, but he's done pretty well for himself so at Arizona. That's fair. I, I think
0: going back to sort of the idea of how they'll do in the conference, so I looked up one thing that was maybe informative at least from a talent perspective, maybe not. And it, and it but it at least covers some recent history. And that's uh, active NFL players by school. Um, so Alabama has 80 active NFL players, insane. Ohio State's really close, 76. And then after that, close by, you have Georgia and Florida in a different tier at 56. And then there's a third yeah. tier where you have a and with 41, you have Auburn with 40, South Carolina and Mississippi State with 38. So right now OU has 41 active NFL players, Texas has 36, which is way lower than it was, of course, a decade ago. But that, to get a sense of the talent levels they've been at, according to NFL evaluators, essentially, uh, that's I, that's where they're at talent-wise right now. The question is, how long will it take for that to change? Um, because A year a, after they enter the
1: SEC, I think you see normalizing and recruiting. I think you see a lot of the Texas recruits that were leaving for Alabama and leaving for LSU stay home, and a lot of the Dallas people staying in either Texas or Oklahoma. That's That's the, that's the thing
2: that I... I actually agree with that. I think the recruiting um, for both schools improves because of this move. But I think absolutely the recruiting. I think the recruiting for some of the other schools in the SEC improves because of this move. Oh well. I mean, a- just imagine how many eyes are going to be on this league every single weekend, no matter who you're playing, um, where you are. I mean, people are going to be watching this thing. Like this is going to be, this is the super league that you know the EPL it's, just tried to pull, like our European soccer just tried to pull off. Like it's. it's
0: in your in recent years, Ohio State has done an excellent job poaching Texas, like J.K. Dobbins, Okuda were in the same class, both Texas guys, uh, and I think that's gonna stop or that's gonna be hurt. Connor Ewers, like Quinn, but Quinn, excuse me, it could me. be Connor, other generic white teenager, COVID name, brain, uh, quarterback name. Uh, but one thing I think is interesting, and, and one thing that I think could actually, and this is, uh, this is on the hotter end of takes, so I'm ready to be just like bashed for this, but I, I think that top to bottom, one reason why I could see Lincoln Riley maybe sticking around still, uh, or otherwise the team's doing well, is I think top to bottom, the Big 12 is a better coach conference than the SEC, um, where the SEC has way too much turnover in the coaching ranks because of high expectations for programs and also people leaving. Big twelve core coaches, you have Matt Campbell, Lincoln Riley, Mike Gundy, Gary Patterson. Um you aren't gonna find a better core for and call it those say what you will about the Big Twelve. Those are great fucking football coaches. And That's they pretty recently good. Sent, and some they of the recently guys... sent recently sent Matt Rule and Cliff Kingsbury yeah. to the NFL. So I do think From a scheming perspective, from schematics.
2: And Bill Snyder, don't forget him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) RIP. (laughs) RIP? Should we? Okay, Um, we got to ask our team
2: I think that's probably probably right. Um, But one thing all these SEC schools have realized in the last 15 years is the reason they have this turnover is because of one man. Yeah. Like, all of them. Every single school in the conference has had multiple coaching changes because they can't beat Nick Saban. Yeah. And he's already said it himself. He has nothing else to do except win championships. So, um, w- I mean, will it, I mean, will you have sustained, you know, coaching 10 years for Riley and Sarkeesian on his third stint as a head coach? Tough
1: uh, draw for Sarg. I, I
2: think, I think Sarkeesian's got a real chance there, but it's going to be, it's going to be harder than it was going to be for him early, especially. I mean, if he can establish himself as a, you know, peak college football power again, um, they've got to do really well this year. They have to.
1: Well, also in the near term, everyone's coming for them.
2: Like if they don't do really well this year, like they'll find behind fall behind OU and they'll fall behind all these other sec schools that say, you know, Hey, that's not going to be easy. It's the same old Texas. What are you going to do?
0: i think uh it's not a coincidence that nil came into existence and this move happens because i and it's one of the things that i think it's one of the reasons why i think texas will fit well in the sec uh culturally is because texas is arrogant as fuck uh and they're about to be so excited to literally just be proud of having money because right now that's all they can lean on they haven't won shit so they're going to talk about endowments. They're going to talk about how all the things they are going to do. But you're exactly right, Capper. If they come out week one, Louisiana Lafayette, and fucking lose, and they very well could because that's a really, really good team. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, do the narrative shift so quickly about, uh, I think, the the na- right now they're playing narratives, especially for future recruiting and everything else. They're su- they're, I think you're going to see a recruiting uptick right now, but... Uh, they're gonna have to cash those checks this fall
2: it's 20 20 years they've won two big 12 championships
1: it's not just nil it's the ncaa is no longer going to regulate in college football pay for play so
0: i think sankey that's a foregone conclusion wants to do it himself in the sec and honestly he should run it like a its own actual professional league because that's what it is i and all these people who say oh well this like paying the players it ruins the sanctity of the sport it's like go eat every bag of dicks like it's your like kink for these guys not to get paid (laughs) while they get hurt and like like suffer injuries like this shit is fucking hard to do like at least and can't
1: take the classes they want can't major in the majors they want they're not real students if you're a college
0: football fan yeah at least fucking respect that it's hard to do i don't have any time for these people saying well they get a degree all those people who say that don't have a fucking degree (laughs) like i'm i i'm like i'm 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 over that shit but i do think I, I think Lincoln Lincoln's gonna do well in the SEC if he wants to. I I don't think he's gonna get fired. I think the NFL calling him is a very realistic possibility. Um, like uh, I I'd,
2: I'd put my money on it. I'd put my money on it. But um, yeah. yeah. I I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be out coached on a week to week basis in the SEC. That's for sure.
0: Uh, he and just
2: might to be, address the eight, he might be out athleted. Uh,
1: I don't think I there's any teams. reason to believe that. If you look at the efficiency metrics over the last ten years, OU's been in the top five most more often than not. Don't I mean, see why that would change. They're
2: they're always good in the Big Twelve. They're always good in the they Big go, Twelve. They the... haven't won a they haven't won a playoff game.
1: They haven't. That's true. They they uh, have not yet surpassed that step or that
2: hurdle. You know. So that is that's and that's who they're playing. Like that's those are the teams they're playing at week in and week out now in the SEC. Whenever they join. Next year,
0: everyone's talking about the, though, like Texas, everyone's talking about Texas even more so than OU. But the fact is, OU is about to send another potential Heisman winning number one overall pick into the NFL. There's no SEC school that can match that resume, uh, which is, I think, like offensively, offensively, if they're both in the SEC, it's going to be interesting. Do I want to go to OU or do I want to go to Bama? Bama has their 18th offensive coordinator in the past six months because they all are getting like jobs wherever. So it's like, that's going to be the interesting proposition if they do have that continuity. I don't know, man. I, I think the last question was just like, is this good for college football?
2: Who- that's probably the, well, that's the crazy thing is like, this is the year that, Oh, you might've been able to, to catch one of these teams and next year, like you're going to lose, lose Rattler. Um, Bryce Young is going to have a second year under his belt. Like, it's just going to be harder next year than it is. it would be starting in September.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I guess overall, like, I, I'll i throw it to like, Rayman. Do you think this is overall good for college football?
1: I think it is. I think there's going to be a lot of lumps that come with it. But we are going this way anyways. This just accelerates it. We're going to have some semi-professional leagues in college football. But what that will allow is for the teams that can't really compete on a national level, the non-top 40 teams, to sort of rethink their athletic budget and their sports and get things back to hopefully being more local in the long run. So you'll have a dichotomy exist in the college sports world, which I think will
0: ultimately help the student-athletes. My man's throwing a dichotomy out there. Holy hell. The source day at the Rain Man household. Man uh... Like, Do you really
1: think that we need to have low A football dictate how we play baseball or how we play basketball or how we play women's soccer or how we play bowling? It's ridiculous. We need to consider football what it is, and it's a different machine. And I think that this will help shine a lens on that.
2: I mean, yeah, this is a positive for me because it'll mark the beginning of the end of the NCAA.
1: Also true.
0: Also, we get to watch Texas
1: in Bama. Terms of we get
2: to
0: watch Texas
2: Florida. We get to watch football, Texas Georgia. It's amazing. Least.
0: Dude, I'm um, I'm like, I, I honestly, it's money above the table. It's just like, that's all it is. It's just like, instead of like these more, the, these sketchier, like, I, I think it's just like a good thing that these guys can make money in easy ways rather than having to deal with these like fucking booster assholes all the time. I'm sure they're going to be writing plenty of checks, but the fact that that distance will become greater because they aren't a necessity boosters ran programs before. And now it's going to be, I think the calculus is going to start to change as more and more like brand money comes into college football, essentially.
1: And you can hear people, wax poetically about how USC plays Washington State, and that's great for college football, but they never have a reason as to why that's great for college football. Those are the games no one watches, no one cares about, unless there's an upset brewing in the fourth quarter. I'm fine with just having better matches. I think
0: that those games are still going to exist, but more in, like, I, I do think it's logically going to be, like, different levels, but I think there's always going to be a place for these mid-major programs to play against big schools. That is the big appeal of sure, college sports. sure. Like, but... As far as needed every year, yeah. I, as far as the main conference alignments, I think people are realizing that those TV slots are very valuable, and you want to fill that TV slot with uh, Oklahoma State, USC versus versus USC, Washington State. If you have an option, even though that's not the best example, it sort of, it sort of illustrates why the Pac twelve is kind of fucked at this point, and why I ever because <laughs>
2: <laughs> what. Buddy, they own the Mountain West and the West Coast Time Zone. They're the only conference that Pac-12 can say. out of dark. It's they a own huge, those.
1: It's a huge brand. Dude, um,
2: I, I'm excited. I'm depending on how everything shakes out. I'm excited for some just like fresh rivalries, fresh matchups, um, things we don't get to see all the time. Like, I mean, i exci- Texas going to the SEC. OU going to the SEC. Like that's amazing. Like I, I think depending on how this stuff shakes out, like we could get some really cool. Um, fun, exciting matchups in college football, and that's really what we want to see every weekend, yeah. anyway. So the real question—I don't see how it's, this stuff is bad for the sport, other than maybe, you know, making the big boys bigger and the little boys littler.
0: Yeah, I I wonder. It's I tough. I yeah. have to wonder whether the what the prop bets will look like for whether the Corps of cadets will attack the Longhorns offense with swords at some point when they finally do <laughs> play again. I think that game itself. I cannot wait. What is the ticket price for that game? A and M uh, in Texas, back like playing exp- again in this It's gonna be seven
1: hundred and twenty-one.
0: One dollar. One one dollar, Bob. Uh, so, so <laughs> that, that that
2: will be that will be very exciting. Did you have say.
0: a? Did you have a favorite? Uh, did you have a favorite nil deal so far?
2: Me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Notre Dame offensive line signing a Jets pizza deal. Like these, the, the best, the funniest <laughs> Michigan thing Michigan chain, I've seen, right? Yeah, the funniest thing that I've seen is just like these big dudes are trying to eat with these deals. Like they don't, I don't necessarily care, think that they care about making money. I think they just want good free food. Like, and they're already getting <laughs> it, but now they're getting more.
1: Yeah. I, I got one. I got one. Derek, Derek King. $20,000 social media for college hunks hauling junk and moving, which stands for honest, uniform, nice, knowledgeable and service uh, good for him, secure the bag he'll post three photos with some cardboard boxes and get paid 20000
2: they had to have negotiated one shirtless pick in there for him, right?
1: well, he's a hunk, so yes yeah. <laughs>
2: he's he's a hunk, he's a college hunk he's not hauling junk, though well, the Miami defense.
0: <laughs> TBD T- on Miami this year.
2: The Miami defense.